Hello and welcome to episode 44 Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Saxton. This week's special guest, as usual guest pretty much, Bob Anderson. Today we're going to be talking about how long does it take to save for a house deposit. Now we've got a great reason that we are having this as our topic today and you might be thinking, what? These guys do property development education or property development podcasts and why are they talking about saving for a house deposit you need to jump in and listen it's going to be a fabulous episode and you will learn a lot that might make you consider what you're up to now and consider your options so anyway that's enough for an intro let's jump into episode 44 again and welcome to episode 44 how long does it take to save for a house deposit in Australia we're talking right now and it is um, April now early April 2022 before we get started as usual giving away a copy of Property Millionaires Exposed this book where Bob has written chapter I think 21 isn't it Bob? Uh, Page 120. Oh page 120 there you go. Yep I know that one. Yes, and this week. Start there sorry interrupt. Start at page 120. You're allowed to interrupt. This week, it goes out to Martin Doyle. Uh, Martin wrote a fabulous comment on the YouTube channel. So Martin, this book will be in the post to you probably tomorrow. And uh, you are, I'm sure you're aware of reading about property development. Martin's actually an investor in, in in the Retirement Village project. So we know Martin, but thank you so much. This is on its way anyway. It is time to move on. Before we do, welcome aboard, Bob, again. Thank you. Thanks for making the effort to walk down the hallway. Yep. Well, I made it again without injury. And didn't pull a hammy. No hammy. Didn't trip over. And as usual, you've got your podcasting clothes on. That means top, oh, yeah, top half dressed. It's like zooming, isn't oh, it? Oh, enough of that. <laughs> yes. You like my board shorts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her board shorts on the bottom. But talking about how long does it take to save the deposit in Australia right now for a house? And the reason we've got this podcast today is due to an email I received this week from Domain, and I'm sure plenty of you who listen to this podcast probably subscribe to to them, and I don't even always read it. I just love the subject line, and I thought, oh, that's worth having a look at. So, Bob, I forwarded it to Bob, and we had a chat about it. And yeah. just, you know, what do you take on that, Bob? There were some, there were some really interesting facts. Yeah, and I guess the thing that didn't surprise me, or wouldn't surprise anybody for that matter, is that because of the house growth we've had, uh, uh, well, particularly last year, mm. it it's, it takes longer. Because we haven't seen much wages growth at all, but we've seen quite a jump in the value of houses. Uh, so initially the report's based hang on, on... Hang on, that's an understatement. Hey. Quite a jump. Quite a jump, Ooh, I know. The biggest jump. jump in forever. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and so... It's obvious that to save a deposit, being a percentage of that is going to take longer. Yes. It's not like, imagine wage growth uh, equaling house growth last year. We'd all be, Crikey, well, be not great. that I work for wages, but I mean, everyone would be rolling in money, wouldn't they? If, if you had like a 25% increase in your wages. <laughs> but wouldn't that be great for everything? You know, people would be spending more. And, yeah. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, it'd be great. But... Well, it'd be very inflationary. No, yeah. <laughs> Foreign interest rates would take off massively. The, the RBA trying to control inflation, if that happened. But anyway, it didn't. And, and hence, hence the importance of the subject. The mm. fact is, it is tougher. And what can you do about it? Well, mm. we'll probably touch on what you can do about it a little bit later in your podcast. Mm. So, yeah. 
Um, so I see you printed out some stats, I which I am grateful for because I'm more grateful than you are because <laughs> I could never remember them. And just in case you ask me, you know, you know, what is it based on, or tell me what's happening in Brisbane or Sydney. All of that's coming, Bob. What is this based on? Yeah, so you've printed out. Yeah, so this particular report from Domain, it's based on obviously you've got to have some parameters. Mm. So it's based on twenty. I'll just tell you rather than get it wrong, if you don't mind my looking down here a little bit. So what it's about, it's the time taken for a couple, so not a single, a couple. Mm, I read that. To save a 20% deposit on an entry-priced house. And when I read the article, it said if you were single, you could double that time. Crikey. Well, well I know that's not exactly true. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Accumulation, but that's what the could, report unless, did say. Unless, unless you're single and, and earn as much money as the average couple. Mm, maybe it's. Yeah, they've got, to, they've got to work on averages and yes. means anyway. Otherwise, like everybody's circumstances obviously different. So it's a time taken for a couple to save a 20% deposit on an entry-level house. Now, the report uh, assumes that buyers are 25 to 34 years of age, mm-hmm. that they are saving 20% uh, each month without receiving any other financial help. So no help for mum and dad or any other schemes that are going on. And they're talking about an entry-level price is based upon the 25th percentile, so basically the bottom 25, the mean of the bottom 25% of values, I imagine. That price happens to equal $470,000 in any event, but it's going to be different everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, Sydney having the highest valued houses compared to somewhere else like Perth, well, yeah, it's going to be a bit different. Interestingly enough, I'll, I'll just grab a, a couple of cities if, if that's okay. So, Are you asking me? Yeah, what's your <laughs> podcast? I'm your guest. <laughs> You're always my guest. <laughs> I'm your guest everywhere. Um, so what's happened is uh, at the moment in Sydney for that 25 to 34-year-old couple to save 20%, da-da-da, it's uh, eight years and one month to, to save. save the deposit. And that's it, it's gone up 18 months. So when we say eight years and one month, previously, if you take 18 months off that, I'm not going to try and work it out, I suppose it's six years and seven months or whatever it is, it's jumped that much. Mm. It's jumped that much uh, in a year. So quite a big jump. And as expected, you know, that's that's what we, we thought it would be. Uh, the five-year change has been that 18 months. So pretty well all the changes happened in the last year, which makes sense mm. uh, because, you know, prices were fairly static. I mean, if you think of a place like Sydney, you know, they sort of peaked in 2017. They went back a bit and they caught back up just before COVID. It was almost back and then COVID sort of flatlined. So, yes. But anyway, just a quickie. I'll just rip through wow, a couple of these. 18 months. Ooh, so, so, so in Sydney, it takes eight years and one month mm. to save that deposit. Melbourne, uh, six years and six months. Brisbane, four years and 10 months. Remember that we got a, um, well, a couple of things vary, I suppose. Mm. Uh, not the least of which is pricing. Uh, Perth, three years. Uh, Hobart, Canberra, where's Canberra? Yeah, seven years, one month, because Canberra had the massive growth, something like 34% uh, growth last year. So so that's a biggie, seven years and one month. Um, the lowest is probably Perth, three years and seven months. Remembering that Perth uh, bottomed out in, I think it was about June 2014, and it sat there for a long time pretty much, and it's only recovered in recent times. So that's Bottomed a, out. <laughs> that's a long time. Uh like, if you want to read the absolute nitty-gritty of it all, you can Google up the, the domain report. Mm. Uh, but that's that's interesting. And what, what you gauge out of that is it takes quite a while, many years, in fact, to mm. save up the deposit. But 
in the last 12 months, particularly particularly 2021, uh, it just you know just got a lot longer mm. by 18 months. Mm. Uh, but when you think that that 18 months has been, there has be basically been no change ever. So mm. that, that massive climb in mm. time is mm. actually quite monumental. Yeah, and that 18 months is Sydney, which is the highest price. Yes. Uh, as I said, Perth being on the opposite end of the scale, it's only changed by a month mm. because it hasn't had that price growth. It's had some, but it's coming off a terribly low base. Mm. You know, its previous high was in June 14. And it's only sort of gotten back there. Which makes cities like Brisbane, which is mm. really popular right now, quite, um, I suppose, popular because the wages are very similar in Sydney yes. as they as they are in Brisbane. So, yeah, you know, Sydney's speeding a bit more, uh, but it has not, to be. Yes, but, but not, 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 not in comparison no. to the property variations. No. You know, it's not... Um, you know, the, like the, the time to save a deposit is probably like at least 50% more in Sydney than Brisbane, but obviously the wages are nothing like that. They're just a bit more. So, Bob, this is including the possible grants that are available and the potential oh, for... Oh, not this one. Oh, this it's is just, just based that. on that flat right. couple, 20%. Okay, yeah. Um, and the mean, mean price on that bottom 25%. But that does raise something else, I guess. Um, well, a couple of things. We're talking about houses. mm so what about things like units or townhouses where they haven't had that price growth? So has that gotten easier or harder than houses? And I suppose if you think about it, the, the, the answer is obvious. It's coming. Well, it is. I mean, we had the, the growth in house values was quite a bit more than the growth in townhouse and apartment values. It's about land right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and houses sit on land. And uh, so... So as a result, it hasn't gone up as much, but it's gone up. You still have to save for longer. Mm. Um, just a couple of figures for those that are interested. Remember, Sydney uh, is currently eight years and one month mm. to save up for deposit for a house. It's five years and six months right. to save up the deposit for, like, um, well, what they've got here is, uh, you know, I suppose townhouses and apartments, medium density mm. style stuff. So, and, that, and that's because they're cheaper. Mm. And the, the the gap between the value of a townhouse and a house has, has widened quite a lot last mm. year when houses really took off and the others didn't take up so much. And I suppose you know that group, Bob, that year, that group of uh, twenty, what was it, twenty five to thirty four? Was that the mm. group we're looking yeah. at right now? They're more likely going to be having children, more likely, not in every case. So the idea of a house more appeals because they like that backyard sort of outsidey feel in general, if we are, we are definitely yeah. generalising, but it's more the case. So they're more likely to be looking for houses, wouldn't but, they? Well, but they particularly look for houses when they're like starting a family or at least, mm. you know, even if the second one's on the way. Because, mm. you know, don't ask me the demographics, but I know people get married later, you know, when they're older these days and back, you know, when I was young. <laughs> Whenever that was, <laughs> do you remember back to that? No. But you know, I, I know you know over a period of time, people marry later in life. Uh, you know, for lots of reasons. You know, mm. um, uh, like oh, women are working longer. Yeah, they're more yeah. career minded yeah, than, than, than they were in, in my day, and that's a good thing. So, and people are they're working longer as yeah. well. So yeah. it probably speeds up. Yeah, them yeah. Up. And of course, there's a, there's a lot more help around yes. these days with with childcare. Uh, and and even flexible work hours, those sorts of things. But I guess that's. A but it's also a social subject. norm, isn't it? It's ex- it's acceptable for mm. the 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 female to be the breadwinner. Oh, I love the idea. 
<laughs> you, I'm all in favour uh, of you, it. You keep selling me that all the time. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, partic- I'm particularly in favour of that model um, <laughs> if perhaps you've already had your kids and they're off your hands or you're not planning to have any. I think no. it's a tremendous model. I want to see more of it yeah. in my own life. <laughs> oh, no, we're pretty good. We're, we're sort of, you know, it's pretty much 50-50 around these parts. Pretty Although balanced. not on the cooking front, I'd have to say. But anyway, that's, that's totally getting off subject Yeah, now. we don't want to open. I think we, we, don't open, want to talk about we my, opened that can of worms at about episode three or yeah. something. Yeah, so no. there you go. Anyway, back to this, having had a waffle for about four minutes. I yes. hope everyone found that entertaining, oh. not just waffle. But there you go, Sydney, as I said, uh, houses eight-year, one, five-year, six on, uh, on say, townhouses, let's say, or medium density. Melbourne, six years, six on houses, but only four years, four on, on the apartments. Brisbane, mm. we're talking about Brizzy. Mm. Uh, there we go. Oh, not a lot of difference, actually. Um, because for, the, the price difference yeah, is Yeah, so the much gap change. isn't yes. as great. The biggest gap between houses and townhouse values since that jump has been in Sydney. Yep. And that gap is doubled on average. Wow. Yeah, so it's got a lot. Of, you could say then townhouses and apartments have got a lot of catching up to do, so... No, that's another there's subject. A wee, there's a wee tip, I suppose. You could almost think, hey. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking at... Uh, and um, what, what's the least? Um, probably... Oh, where's my old mate, Perth? Uh, Perth was the lowest on the houses at three years, seven months, and mm. they're, they're two years, six months uh, for a units. So, yeah. So, I mean, once again... It's taking longer to save a deposit no matter what you're going to buy. Mm. That's sort of what it says. Bob, what is it? How does that affect the older demographic who perhaps maybe they got divorced or they've had a business mm. that went wrong and, mm. you know, they're almost starting again? What, what will be the impact there for people over that age of 34, maybe the people in their 50s and 60s? Harder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah. I mean, and. and and there's plenty of people like that. Like we said before, this particular domain report was based on 25 to 35 year olds, mm. but it's really talking about. But the whole world isn't 25 it's to 34. It's talking about saving a deposit for a house. It didn't say saving a deposit for your first house, although that's a different subject. Mm. And we could talk about first home owners if you want. But just talking about the old, older people mm. uh, who, as you say, may have lost a lot of their money in a divorce or a bad business or ill health, you know, mm. uh, losing a job for a longer period of time. All these things happen. It's life. It's terrible when it happens, but, you know, got to get through it. So what do you do then? Mm. Uh, well, you might be in a, just depending, uh, you might be in a higher wage bracket where you can save money faster. I mean, it could be a professional. Uh, who's, you know, maybe lost it for ill health or divorce, uh, not because your business collapsed or anything like that. So you might still be able to recoup uh, from earnings, you know, mm. if you're, if you're mm. on a really good salary. That's a possibility. But then you've got age against you mm. because banks don't fall over themselves to lend money to 50- and 60 year I don't think at the moment banks are falling over themselves or anything, are they? <laughs> a lot, no. <laughs> I think they're, they're, bit, they're not working introver- too quick. A bit introverted at, at the, the moment. moment, yes. Uh, so it is harder in terms of an age. I mean, if a 60-year-old person wants to save up from, from ground zero for a house, they better be earning... But they better, I mean, they want to be earning some decent money. Ideally, have some money in, in super because that's what the banks often look at when they're lending to older people. Uh, it's, it's your super because yeah, that's a good way. That's the exit strategy. Mm. Saying, well, look, you know, you're probably not going to live another thirty years if you're sixty, sixty, you know, six or something. Um, so when you're going to, when I give you a thirty year loan, uh, how are you going to pay this loan out? And the answer could be, well, you know, I've got you know, four hundred grand in super or something. And so, 
Yeah, but that I mean that's a finance sort of thing. I'm getting a little bit off track, mm. but but what I'm saying is, you know, if, if you're older and you're starting off to save a deposit for a house, uh, you've got you may be earning more money or you may not. You know, if you had a business collapse, for instance, and mm. that's why you don't have money, then then you might be struggling for income. Mm. You know, trying to get back in the workforce or trying to start a new business where you need you know, two years figures, uh, that sort of thing can be can be a bit tough, and mm. it's it's often the age that's against you, but um. Yeah, I mean, that demographic you mentioned a moment ago, first homeowners, um, they're getting a hand. Because what we talked about, the first part of that domain report, was the 30, uh, 25 to 34 year olds who aren't getting assistance from anybody. Oh, but there are the people that are getting assistance. Yeah, and, I'm, and we're talking about like grants, like the like first Like the first ho- time. Clayton, yeah. TNE. Tell me about him. First home buyer club. <laughs> a good mate of ours. Yep. Oh, whenever I think of first. First home buyers, I, I, I don't know why. I, I suddenly see Clayton's face, and Clayton's not a first home buyer, but but he's um he assists people well. Well, he does. He, he owns the first home buyer club, mm. uh, and which, which well, yeah, but I think he helps people everywhere. Oh, does he? Okay, yeah, even though his office is situated in in, in the city in Brisbane, but he's a specialist uh, of putting first home buyers into new properties. Yeah, getting them going, giving them a leg up. And so he's an expert over all the you know, grants and finance and mm. all sorts of angles and knows... Follow him on social media. He's always taking it. He's always taking well, a new... You see him on a photo with like a, a young couple with a baby on their hip, you oh, know, standing that. at the door or something. Yeah, he's always <laughs> well, doing that's that. What he, you know, he loves doing that. Mm. I mean, you've got to like what you're doing. He does. Yeah, he he does. loves putting young couples, if they are young, mm. in, putting people into first homes. I suppose mm. they don't have to be young necessarily. You could have your... could be 40 and it's your first home. Mm. You know, if you'd rented all your life or you've been overseas, you know, working in Singapore for 20 years and you never bought a house in Australia. Lots of reasons. Anyway, enough plugs for Clayton Tinney from the First Home Buyer Club. I'm not <laughs> going to mention his name anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, but th- that government assistance does help. Yes. Yeah, you know, in terms of saving your deposit. And uh, and fair enough, our friends from Domain did put together a table to make life easy for me, so I didn't mm. have to do like two years of research. Uh, and and the, the the help is a lot. So I mean, there's different. There's well, there's the uh, and I'm no expert in first home owner uh, world, but there's the possibility of getting the 5% deposit, uh, don't ask me completely for the name of the scheme, but basically it's open to first homeowners who can no longer have to have a 20% deposit with mortgage insurance. You know, that's pretty expensive mortgage insurance when you drop below a 20% deposit. Uh, the government actually takes over and guarantees the loan that normally the insurers would do. Uh, they underwrite it and so there's an opportunity for first home buyers to buy with a 5% deposit. And so saving up the 5% deposits is a hell of a lot easier than saving up 20%. Mm. And then with there's the grants themselves, and that varies with each state. It's a state grant. Uh, and you know, a lot of them are geared towards new builds to encourage first homeowners to buy new properties because that stimulates the economy more, mm. you know, everything that goes into a new house. Uh, but here's, here's a few numbers because mm. I know how much you love numbers. Mm. So... I like facts. You like numbers. <laughs> well, the numbers better be facts or they're just... <laughs> rubbish from... Rubbish. No, they, they, you found them. Let's, let's, let's no rubbish. These. Just, just numbers. Okay, here we go. Sydney. Now, remember, uh, Sydney was eight years and one month yes. when, when you have to save it all up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you use the 5% deposit scheme, yeah. two years. Wow. Eight Crikey. years and one month down that to two amazing. years. I'll, I'll just shoot a few more because, yeah. you know, you've got listeners all over the country. Melbourne, which was six years and six months, down to one year, seven months. Whoa. Uh, Brisbane, which is four years and ten months. 
uh, without help, one year and three months with help. Wow. Uh, Adelaide was four, four years seven, one year two. Perth that we plucked out before, uh, which was three years and seven months, which is the, the, the least amount of time to save a deposit for mm. a house, from three years seven to 11 months. Wow. It's under a year. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, there's the, the other cities are there. They do a bit of regional. I mean, I don't want to sound like a parrot just sitting here reading out numbers. No. The report's but available. What's interesting there, Bob, is that the amount of, sister, of assistance that is available to people who qualify. Yeah. And it's just really finding yeah. out who you qualify. Yeah. But let, let's move on from that, um, really, that you, because that's the... That's the retail world. Yes, exactly. Let's talk about, and probably less likely to be the first home buyer people, but could be, mm-hmm. but more likely pe- people who... Um, perhaps oh, just want want to make a bit more money, let's talk about property development. Well, and Yeah, yeah and, we, and we, how that... We how could that tie it up with this, I guess. Yes, yes. Uh, and say, so, as a developer, I mean, we don't dwell in the retail world mm. where most people have to by choice. Mm. We create properties at raw cost. And so why not take advantage of that? And that's what we do. Uh, whether we just develop and sell and take a great water cash for our profit, for our profit, or whether we perhaps even develop our own properties. Or we could even develop properties for our family members. I mean, it's, it's wide open. Yes. It's wide open. So what we're talking about is saving a deposit for a property, and that's in the retail world. But as a developer, let's say, I'll oh, keep it really simple. Let's say the smallest, what's the smallest sort of development that we ever have anything to do with? Well, it's really just a splitter, like yeah. one to two. Yeah. yeah, one and two. Two lot subdivision. Let's start there. Good yep. work. So let's say it's a two lot subdivision. What can we do with that? Well, heaps of stuff. You know, we just sell the land. But let's say we, we build. Let's say we build a house on both. So we got a block of land. We cut it into two lots. We build a house on each lot. Whether we build two houses at the same time or one at a time doesn't really matter. We could sell one. Mm. We get a water cash profit. And we can move into one, as long as you're structured properly and you've got a paper trail and you talk to your clever accountant first, that could be your principal place of residence, the one you move into. So you created a principal place of residence, but you've done it at cost. So if you had to pay retail, you'd be, you know, there'd be a component in there for the developer's profit, there'd be stamp duty and so forth. You don't pay stamp duty when you develop because you're not it's staying in your name, it's not being transferred. So, so what I'm saying is, you get it at raw cost. So you automatically, you get it at cost, but the bank values it at retail. The difference between the two is your profit, and that, that becomes your deposit. You also sold one. Now, yeah, you have to pay tax on the one you sell, but what if you took the after-tax dollars from that one and added that in as your deposit? So you've got the after-tax profit. This is a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, I can see. I think you you're struggling with that. Oh, you've got the, you the after-tax profit from the one you sell. Hang on to that. Use that as part of your deposit. And then you've got the profit from the one you didn't sell that you use as your deposit. And all of a sudden, you've created quite a chunk of money as a mm. deposit. You haven't had to save it. You haven't had to go and work and pay tax and bleed for it. Mm. And there it is there. There it is. And it could have been a four-pack of townhouses. Even better. Kept one, sold three, take the profit from three after tax and put it in there. And you know what? We have a very mixed... Uh, um, crowd, or what's the word I'm after, of people that listen, that, yeah, of listeners that mm-hmm. listen to this. And some of you right now will be thinking, oh, but I don't really have the money to get started. 
And I just want you to know right now that in the last two weeks, we have had two mentoring students who don't fit into that age bracket, who definitely fit into that bracket of divorce or businesses went wrong. Uh, They fit into that bracket and they have gone into properties with no money of their own Mm -hmm. uh, with an investor where they share the profit. So that is a very real thing and we do that a lot with people you know, with people that we've educated and mm. work with, but you need to know that it is possible. And I don't. I think that people just don't realise what is possible for them. It's like, oh, it's all right for that person, or they've already got money. We've got all the excuses in the world because we allow our head to tell us negative stories, or you know, I'm not mm. lucky enough, or good enough, or all of those things. But it is very possible that that this yeah. is possible for you. Well, even on something like a duplex, if you incorporate an investor into that and you share the profit you're making the profit out of one of those without putting any money in at all that's a pretty good return on zero yeah and you can then use your profit as part of your deposit on that one and you haven't even had to come up with the money in the first place the first time you have to come up with money is when you're basically taking over your new townhouse using your profit as your deposit now maybe you could do that once and and maybe your deposit isn't 20 percent uh, maybe it's a little bit less than that, but you can jump in straight away and use mortgage insurance. Or you could do a second one, and then you've got more than the deposit. So maybe but it gets you going. Gets you yeah, ground. I'm hoping that right now if some people are listening thinking, oh, how do I do this? I want to do this. Well, I've only been teaching it since 1989. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but not everyone not everyone was in the room when you were teaching, or not everyone has bought your Not course. everyone was born in 1989. No, not everyone was. I certainly was, but there are, I'm sure there just, are a few people. You were just <laughs> Oh, no. You're in nappies. There were, a few, there were plenty of people uh, born, I'm sure. So, yes, there are strategies available for people who, who are thinking, I've missed a boat, I can't get into property now. Mm. And as we started off with you know, how much it does take to buy a property, but creating your own at cost with mm. limited or no money in, should you not have any money, is definitely possible yeah. for many yeah. people. And that, that could be at, at any age. Yes. It could be our 25 to 34-year-old. Uh, cohort, mm. or, or, or it could be 50 or 60. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody right now who is definitely probably older than that, and you would be very surprised if you heard her say, I'm a property developer. Yeah. So. I, I've had, uh, well, I'll ask, we've had people in our, uh, in our mentoring group develop, I can think of one guy at 72 years of age, did his first development. So, yeah, yeah it's no excuse, age. But saving up for your first home, it doesn't have to be your handbrake. No. And I think that's Don't where... Don't let it be one. That's where we wanted this podcast to go. It was very interesting stats. For me, it was a bit of a, whoa, that's crazy, Bob. Check this out. And we thought it was a bit of a great topic to share with everybody. So they realised that, yeah, that property, owning property is possible for everybody. Yeah. If you want. If you want to own property, there's no reason you don't have to. No, there is a solution to the eight years and one month or the five years and six months. Yes, there is a much quicker solution. And then is the pinnacle of all property strategies, as Bob Anderson says, property development. Hey. Well, I think that's. Uh, I, think, I think we've covered enough there, Bob. Hmm. I think that, um, the, inter- the stats that you've shared and just knitting that together, how we managed to, so people could see where we were heading with this, hmm. was very useful. Yeah, yeah, it's a good report. Thanks to Domain for their report. But the uh, point is, like, we got smarter, better, faster ways of doing things in the property development world. 
Yeah, better, faster, stronger. Sounds like Steve Austin, for those of you who remember the $6 million, $6 million man. Dollar man. Remember that? <laughs> better, faster, and stronger. He's not around anymore for old. Um, oh, what was his name? Lee. Major? Lee no. Major. Was it? Lee Major. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And Farrah's not around. Anyway, off subject. Is she not around either? No. Okay, we are definitely off subject. Hey, before we uh, wind up for the day... We have a property get-together on May the 7th in Brisbane. So if you would like to come and learn about creative strategies where you use your money, other people's money, however you want to put it together so you can get involved in property development, we'll be opening that door and we will be having a really valuable discussion on that as well as a few other things. A few guests that day A few guests that day. So it's from two to five. And there'll be a link below that you can click in and register for that. You can either register through the Meetup app or you can register privately uh, through our emails. But I'm sure you're getting our emails. So we would love you to come along to that. Also, we have a masterclass. Masterclass. following week. Saturday the 14th. Yes. Four hours. Four hours, nine to one. Nine to one for East Coast time. We're all on the same time then, I think. Well, not. Not quite. Not oh, not, oh, sorry. South Australian and everywhere else. Yeah, sorry. East Coast. East Coast. Time. Yes, so from nine to one, a, a four-hour masterclass. And that has launched many a property it's millionaire. It's free too. It's free. And you would be surprised. Uh, it's, 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 it's launched def- plenty of development career, that one. Absolutely. So you w- will definitely want to be at that. And you can register for that as well. The link will be below. And we have a three-day workshop online coming up in June that you might want to register for as well. So there mm. you go. We've got some pretty good stuff coming Plenty up. happening. And more to come. So we hope you found that as useful, today's podcast. And we will catch up with you next week. Bye. Bye.